on radio, digital radio, the app and streaming. RSN's Racing Pulse. To uh, Racing Pulse, uh, Kate Watts, uh, while Matt Stewart has a Thursday off from racing.com, the superstar is here to bring us up to date with all the latest news. Morning, Kate. How are you? Very good, Michael. I was listening yesterday on my way to Ballarat and I was wondering... How's Matty worked out to get a, his weekend coming up on a Thursday? It gets a good deal from you guys, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, some say too good a deal, um, to be honest. Um, although there are a few on the SMS that say, give him more, more days off. Uh, <laughs> yes. if, you, if you want your slice of Matt Stewart today, though, um, make sure you get down to Zagami's because uh, Matt Stewart and Marie McEwen will be there. They'll have a star-studded panel. They'll be gifts and tab giveaways. Do you know what has been the most popular giveaway ever since RSN and the tab started these spring carnival panels is signed laminated photos of Matt Stewart, which he gives out to people when he turns up. (laughs) It's remarkable. I might have to... I, I, I doubt that, but then I kind of feel like maybe I'd want one myself to hang up on my wall. So maybe. And throw darts at <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, What's making news today? What's he? A bit's been making news. Um, we've just had Ben Mellon, who's put out earlier this morning, that mm. he's actually gone into surgery on his right hip and shoulder. His injuries he's sustained in an earlier fall throughout the spring carnival. He says it's all gone well. He's super keen to get back for some nice horses that he's set to partner in the autumn. And the doctors have told him he should only be out of the saddle for six weeks at this stage. So great to hear that he's had that operation. It's gone well. Hopefully he can get back in his own words saying the peak performance because he has had to carry those injuries through the spring. It has been a little bit quiet by his standards and he's had that surgery. So the right hip and the shoulder. And I did see up on social media that he'd put up that his partner in Jamie Carr was also there and that looking after him and that they're a bit sick of hospitals and hopefully they don't have to go back for a, a little while after this has all worked out. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, well, it's good to make the call because, you know, the hip is such a, uh, a dangerous area for a, a jockey to have a lot of wear and tear on, so hopefully uh, they'll get in, be able to clean it up, and Benny Mellum, who we know is one of the most talented jockeys around, will be back in time for... Uh, a big autumn carnival. Um, did I see Linda Meacher's got suspended as well? Yeah, she wasn't too happy about it. I spoke to her at Ballarat. She's such a competitive beast that we know, Linda. But she's copped an eight-meeting suspension for careless riding aboard the Simon Wild train Kate Docton, race five at Ballarat yesterday. Stewards just found that near the 50-metre mark, she failed to make sufficient effort to prevent her mount from shifting in on the Chris Waller train Monarch's Bray at that time. He's a real quirky guy, though, Cape Doctor. So I think she thought, you know, maybe it was just his mannerisms, but she has copped it. She'll start her suspension on Monday, return the following Monday. In deciding the penalty, though, Stewart said they did take into consideration her excellent record, given that she hasn't had a suspension in more than two years since October 2021. It does mean, though, that she'd already been booked and she'll still get to partner General Bowen Saturday in the Group 1 Sarupa Clark Stakes. And also the Moody Coleman trained She Dances, who they're going for three in a row together with Linda aboard in the hound now. So good to see that. But um, it was, yeah, Linda wasn't too happy about it, but she'll start that on Monday. Yeah, there's quite a few jocks that are out uh, suspended, mm. and there'll be a few after the Saturday meeting as well that 
start that time. Be good for Linda to go out with She Dances, who is the $2.80 favourite in the How Now, the last of 10 at Caulfield on Saturday. Speaking about the jockeys, um, you got an update for us from Braden Small, who a lot of people um, with the the focus on the big racing and the big names may have forgotten. And, of course, he's been through that tough battle with uh, the brain cancer and the surgery. How is he? Yeah, well, he had a seven-hour surgery, the second that he's had on a brain tumour. That was back in June, June 14. I'm really pleased to say, Michael, he's going really well. It was fantastic to be able to speak to him and hear that his recovery is going fantastic. He's already planning a return to the saddle. He hasn't ridden since May, as I mentioned. He had that surgery in June at the Alfred. He's had six weeks of radiation. He's had chemo treatment since then. He's got his family with the two young kids and and luckily to say he's already trying to feeling really good get back to full fitness he's out cycling he's not able to ride a horse at the moment just from um you know technicalities and and with licensing and with doctors you want to make sure that you're safe but he's got a scan coming up on the 23rd of november and he's hoping to get the all clear then to be able to start riding work and be back for the next jump season. So it was the news that a lot of us had really been hoping for and it was fantastic to be able to speak to him and that he's feeling well because, you know, when he'd had the surgery, understandably, with such a serious brain tumour that he wasn't even sure, you know, I don't think he'd mind me saying it, that if he'd even make it through that surgery mm. in June. So this is incredible news. And well, just imagine if he can get back riding, get some winners, and there'll be a massive cheer for him and the family. That is absolutely brilliant news. Uh, great stuff. Um, yeah, we'd love to see him uh, getting back, and uh, he might be ready to tackle the bull come next May as well. So, yeah. uh, brilliant stuff. He can, he can hit it on the dance floor as well. He's a pretty good dancer too. And um, <laughs> even even the jump jockeys, and even before really? he had this, yeah, even before he had this um, recent thing, though, they also say. He's, tough as old boots, so we, um, he's not going <laughs> to mind getting out there after an injury like this. Who would you say is the best <laughs> mover uh, that you've seen uh, from the racing industry? If you'd asked me dancer, I definitely wouldn't be able to say, but yeah, speaking of the bull, doesn't Kieran Ma just gets on and he just moves. <laughs> he like just pushes everyone out the way to kind of get around and say, you know, he's here. So who's a good dancer? That's a good one. Um, we might have to do a bit of a Mark Zara can really bust a move on the dance floor. Can he he's really? probably got his champagnes in him. Yeah, he's, he's got some actual moves. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll have to do a, a poll. I might keep my eye out. All right, no worries. Well, you're, you're, you are the best one for us to uh, go uh, sleuthing the dance floors. There's no doubt about that. So we'll we'll hold that over to the next time we get you on for the news. Um, I'm pleased to see that Zaki is heading over to the West. I think it's a really good option. Hong Kong would have been pretty tough for Zaki with the travel, but mm. it's a good winnable race over in WA. Yeah, and then he can come back and be primed for the autumn as well, still in his nine-year-old season. That's what Annabelle's saying, as you mentioned. There'd been that speculation. Was he going to go over to Hong Kong? Annabelle has travelled a couple over previously, but, yeah, the confirmation is saying going to try and compete, and he's right up in the market for the $1.5 million Group 1 Northerly Stakes. That's going to be on December 9, and also the confirmation coming through that we know James McDonald, he's over in Hong Kong for the stint. He's actually going to come back to be able to ride Zaki here for the Northerly and then return to Hong Kong for that big international meeting the following day. Oh, Annabelle said she would have loved to be able to take him over to Hong Kong, but would have ended up, you also have to stay there for at least three weeks after the race. And also that the 1,800 metres here, 
really could be the key. That might be his pet distance. He's going to be spelled then, but then he'll come back for the autumn, potentially run again in the all-star mile. But we knew that he'd won in, in 2022, so fantastic to be able to see him come back. And, you know, he's one of those marquee names at the moment, along with, you know, Alligator Blood and Mr Brightside, who I think a lot of people who aren't necessarily right in the industry and the racing bubble, these are the horses that they're following. So I think it's exciting and fantastic to see that He's going to stay here and race on for a yep. bit more. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, good to see Zaki heading over. Have you got a little gig over to WA uh, for racing.com? I don't, but I, I'm all Hong Kong. I need to get onto these gigs. Uh, I'll probably, I think I'll probably end up at Ballarat Cup, which I don't <laughs> mind. I love Ballarat and I love Ballarat What's going Cup, on? Why aren't you? I need to get some of these gigs. JT, yeah. James Ferris is just off to Japan for the Japan Cup coming up soon too, so... Um, I might just wait for Royal Ascot next year. But I think to go over for Damien Oliver, I might just have to get a last-minute thing. Are you going over? Yes, so come with us. Oh. We'll be heading over for Ollie's farewell. So I think I, I think I need to go, yeah. Come and join the party. You can work with us on racing.com. <laughs> Tell the bosses. We'll yeah, sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, A couple of other quick ones as well. Road to Arataki. Uh, this would be a big moment for um, Beetroot Williams if Road to Arataki can perform well on the weekend. Yeah, it'd be great. And we know she had the foot abscess that ruled her out of the Empire Rose on Derby Day, but she goes in for her first Group 1 in the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes this weekend. And he's Maddie's saying she's come through it fantastic. She hasn't missed much work. And it could have maybe been a blessing in disguise, but we might see her take a sit, not lead too. So it could be a bit of a change of tactics. Excellent. And uh, there was the... Um, financial review put out by Racing Victoria yesterday, which we'll do a little bit more on um, next week. But overall, um, the the trend of turnover being down throughout the, the spring continued over Cup Week? Yeah, it has. Racing Victoria has come through, though, with a small surplus, the $200,000 surplus. But it is wagering still significantly up on pre-COVID levels. So for me, there's that little bit of a balance. But, yeah, that full annual report from Racing Victoria that was released yesterday. That'll be up on their website. Interesting from Damien Rackless, though, too, saying he put out a story that Racing Victoria might pitch for Derby Day Champions Day, but it become 10 race cards and that we might even see the Melbourne Cup barrier draw held on a Friday night, the Derby mm. Eve. So watch this space. There could be some more changes on afoot. Yeah, we'll talk more about that with uh, the bosses next week on Racing Pulse. Uh, I've got a few SMSs coming through here, Watsi, which we, <laughs> we, sh- we should have thought of. Disco Hutchie, without doubt, is the best dancer oh, in racing. Best. And then there is another one saying, uh, but Disco Hutchie's title is being challenged by the Hornet, Matt Nevitt, who was outstanding on a couple of days at Flemington over Cup Week. Really? Have you I not seen those social there, media I, clips? I saw a little bit, but not really. I've seen Hunchy, obviously, but this is good that we've got a challenger here. For the well, Hutch, maybe we should have a bit of a, a dance off. I think, Mickey Comerford, uh, we need to get that Nevitt move back out on the RSN platform again for those who haven't seen it. We yes, might I'll it demand it. Side I'll by demand side it, with I haven't Hutchie. seen it yet. And that could be <laughs> that could be your RSN poll tomorrow, Uh as to who is the best answer, Hutchie or Nevitt. So there you go, Kate. We've got a, we've got some more uh, homework to do, uh, which will be a lot of fun next time we chat. Uh, where are you off to this weekend? Oh, I'm going to go head along to Caulfield and then I'm hosting on um, for Monday. We've actually got a really good... The young race callers at Kitener are all going to be calling. So every race is going to be different too. I'm hoping... I was hoping to get to Dunkeld, but um, I'm unfortunately going to have to miss it for another year and head along... 
for the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes. Really looking forward to it. And then it's all roads with the country. Jericho, Ballarat Cup, Wodonga Cup, all happening. That's, I like that idea on Monday. We'll follow that up on Monday. Might have a chat really um, good, yeah. to some of the young callers. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's going to be really looking forward to it. Everyone, Trad Noonan, of course, and Ed Sadler and Ben Ball and Easter, everyone. There's going to be everyone, all different races. And they're going to also be doing a couple of the interviews and stuff on racing.com too. So we're going to be mixing it around. Really looking forward to it. So you're just going to have a bludged day. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I'm just in the studio, <laughs> even. I'm doing nothing. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, once a year a star. Uh, great to have you on. Thanks for your help. Uh, thanks so much. Mickey Blue Eyes, always a pleasure. And, um, yeah, maybe I'll come regular. Let's ditch Matty Stewart for the Thursday. <laughs> Jeez, there's a lot of SMS saying that would be a uh, very, very positive outcome. Uh, <laughs> good on you, Kate. Thanks so much. Kate Watts from Racing.com.